Hi there, it's BT here, and thanks for listening to my yoga quick dive number 27. So, how is December treating you so far? It is getting quite busy for me around here, you know, just the regular year-end festive crazies with travel plans, Christmas gifts, and whatnot. If you have some quiet time, though, perhaps it's the best time of the years for some reflections. Feel free to go back to my yoga quick dive number six from about a year ago with the 24 powerful ways to finish the year off right. You can find the link to that uh, yoga quick dive number six in the description of the episodes. This week's quick dive, Bakasana Crow Pose, the last Niyama, and the 23 best sandwiches in the world. Body So let's do a fun pose this week, Bakasana Crow Pose. In 2012, during my first yoga class in Singapore, where I stepped in with a lot of enthusiasm and motivation, excitement, and even a little bit of arrogance, you know, the I can do anything attitude, I was hit with shock and astonishment when the teacher instructed and then all the other 30 people in the class just gracefully performed this pose, Bakasana Crow Pose. I remember what I was thinking. What on earth? Bakasana is not just a pose. It's an experience. Practicing this pose builds self-confidence by reminding us that we're stronger and more capable than we think. Since it's an arm-balancing pose, however, before attempting it, please, please, please make sure your core is strong and warmed up, some arm strength has been strained, and your wrists have been conditioned. Go back to the yoga quick dive on how to yoga with safe wrist about a few weeks ago. And we'll have a lengthy talk about core yoga, which, you know, I'm quite famous for among my students another time. But why do we go such length to do such a ridiculously looking posture? This is one of the poses where we say, because we can and because it's fun. It's not um, so much about the very moment when both of your feet float off the floor and you're hanging on your arms for what seems to be like an eternity. It's more about the whole journey to get you there. Because once you are there, you know you have done intensive work and efforts on your core, arm strength, shoulder strength, and most importantly, your can mental strength. Bakasana is very often included in my vinyasa class with the sun salutation B sequence. Join me. Mind. This week, we're going to talk about the last Niyama, I promise. The last Niyama, after which we would have completed or, you know, completing having a peek into the first two steps of the whole yoga journey before we can actually step on the mat for some yoga postures. Just as a brief reminder, the eight limbs of yoga is an eight-step guidance for those who practice yoga to live a meaningful life. 
The first two steps are the yamas and the niyamas, which are the yogi's personal conduct towards him or herself and towards other people around them. Only when these first two steps are understood and followed can the yogi move on to the next step, yoga postures or the asanas. For me personally, the last niyama is where the yogic philosophy starts to be quite mm, philosophic. The concept of Ishvara Pranitaha means cultivating a deep and trusting relationship with the universe and making each action an offering to something bigger than us. Some ancient yogic texts may refer to a certain supreme being, God, Brahman, um, ultimate reality, or true self. Note that yoga in no way forces the idea of God or religion upon anyone, but there is always an underlying idea that something bigger, more profound and pure exists other than ourselves. Many of the oldest traditional yoga systems base their practice upon devotion and rituals which honored nature, the universe, and God. Now, God doesn't have to belong to any particular region. God could be your own. Some renowned yogis actually made a point of stating that Isvara, Pranidaha, or surrender, means offering our actions up to the divine, a collective consciousness, and humanity. During Shavasana, the last five minutes of a yoga practice, the best thing you could do is to surrender. Let go. You've done your part, your best. Now come what may. Sometimes it is the hardest thing to do as we always try to control the outcomes. But as my teachers always told me, the three steps to freedom are observe, accept, and let go. Letting go is hard, but it is something that can make us feel truly liberating. Read more about the other yamas and the niyamas in the Eight Limb of Yoga. Go on to my website at www.btyogi.com. Life. Anything above the earth and below the sun is life. Hopefully something useful to you or at least something that will bring a smile to your face. After all that philosophic talk, let me take you back to real life. Guess what? We've not talked about food since my last post about the Norwegian gravel axe in the summer edition of the Yoga Quick Dive. Revisit the recipe if you want to get inspired um, to make something different for your Christmas party this year, maybe. Today, however, let's talk about sandwiches. So I was home to Saigon briefly last month. The first thing I thought about when I landed was to rush to my favorite banh mi stand on Vauvantan Street, District 3, Ho Chi Minh City. Now, banh mi is the word for you know, a more complicated, a more complex sandwich in Vietnam. Now, that banh mi stand I just talked about is heaven. 
is better than any other banh mi I've had in the whole of Saigon, Hanoi, Da Nang, Hội An, Sydney, Melbourne, New York, Orlando, Paris, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Taipei, you name it. I've had banh mi everywhere. And then I came across this article on CNN Food, or rather CNN Travel, about the best 23 sandwiches in the world. Banh mi ranks among the top. Of course, and here are the ones I have had the chance to taste. Banh mi, of course, lobster rolls from the United States, coque monsieur or coque madame de France, katsu sando from Nihon, Japan, uh, falafel pita from the Middle East, Philly cheesesteaks from Philadelphia, United States, and Cuban sandwich from Cuba. And then there are so many, I haven't had the chance to try. Like, have you heard about choripan from Argentina or chivito from Uruguay or smurbrer from Denmark? Now, how many have you tried? I'm really curious to know because I know that many of you, my listeners, have been intensively traveling around the world. Oh, and by the way, as the holidays are coming up, with so many celebrations, don't miss Jamie Oliver's leftover banh mi recipe for the lendemain. See you soon again for one last episode of the Yoga Quick Dive before the new year. Thanks for listening, but don't leave just yet. Ask me two questions or leave me two comments on my blog at www.btyogi.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, take a deep breath and keep your worries away.